Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And uh, we have a great show for you this week. The Ducks, uh, when we left off, had lost their first road game of this trip to Nashville, but have now gone on a four-game winning streak. wasn't necessarily pretty, but they've won four games in a row. We're going to talk about it. There's some craziness in some of these games, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, we're doing our weekly poll question. We're going to talk about whether the, uh, the Ducks are a serious contender or if they're a pretender. So we're going to go over that. We have some of your comments and fan questions as well. And, of course, we'll talk about league news. So uh, where we left off last week, Eddie, the Ducks went on the road trip. They played a terrible game against Nashville. We were kind of down after that one. And so the Ducks then went in to play Tampa Bay, another solid team. And you kind of wondered, you know, how will the Ducks show up? Uh, like we said, been kind of consistently inconsistent. And the, the Ducks had back-to-back games. So you weren't sure if maybe uh, Miller was going to start or Gibson. You thought Gibson because Tampa Bay and whatnot. But instead, Miller went in net. And the Ducks actually ended up winning this game. You had uh, Josh Manson doing the scoring first in the second period. Uh, Tampa Bay came back and tied up the game. And then uh, you had Nick Ritchie and Carter Rowney uh, scoring in the third period. And the Ducks ended up winning this one 3-1. Uh, to one. And I think a lot of people were surprised, Eddie. I mean, Tampa Bay had a, has a really high-scoring offense. They did outshoot the Ducks. Uh, they couldn't get anything going on the power play. But uh, this was a good win for the Ducks all around with Miller and Nett and then coming off that loss to Nashville. Oh, yeah, it should probably uh, boost their confidence. Uh, I, I was reading some comments before the game even started. People were, like, pretty much doubted the Ducks and thought the Ducks were going to get blown away because Tampa Bay is a really good team. They're really fast, and they like to attack, attack, attack. But the Ducks handled it well. They kept their composure. They kept calm, cool, and collected. Uh, Miller made some great saves, and, I mean, they ended up getting the win. It's good. And then you had uh, Josh Manson scoring a second goal, so hopefully – that ignites something, and he can you know, step it up and score some more. Uh, he's he's a top four defenseman, so hopefully that you know does something for you know to boost his confidence. But it was a really good game and a good way to you know to to handle a, a, I can say a, a potential Stanley Cup contending team, and it was good. I, I liked what I saw. A good hard fought win. It sucks that the shots were in favor of Tampa Bay, but story of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the hits were just 22-29 Tampa Bay, but I mean there was some hitting going on too. So that, that was something I like to see, and it, it was good. It was a really good game, and you know, unfortunately, you know, we got outshot, but the, the Ducks came to play, and and they didn't really back down and let that pressure of playing Tampa Bay get to them. Yeah, I mean, I think some good things in this too that we, we saw later in the week is obviously Nick Ritchie scored on the power play. Uh, he picked up his game this week, and we kind of have a fan question uh, that kind of will pertain to that a little bit later in the show. And then, you know, uh, Carter, uh, Carter Rowney, uh, he came out of the uh, IR and he scored and he's been playing well on the fourth line. So, I mean, the Ducks, you know, did pretty well in this game. Like we said, the shots, you know, still weren't uh, what we would expect. We'd like the Ducks to get more. But uh, playing Tampa Bay in Tampa and Miller in net, uh, the Ducks – I thought they played pretty well in front of Ryan, you know, and then they didn't play as well in front of Gibson in that uh, Nashville game. So this was a good game. The the Ducks, uh, like we said, faced the Tampa Bay team. I, I saw some of the comments, like you said, too, uh, when the game preview went up, everybody was like, oh, we're going to get killed. 
you know, Tampa Bay has one of the best offenses. They get a lot of shots on net. And, uh, you know, the, the Ducks, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people, and they came out and won this game. And, uh, you know, another thing in here is you had uh, Miller and Nett, and he was, uh, with this win, he was just one win away from tying uh, John Van Beesbrook uh, for all-time wins among U.S. goalies. And he does end up tying that later in the week, and we'll talk about that. But overall, a good game for the Ducks. And, uh, you know, after, you know, losing to Nashville like that, you, you really had Miller that helped the Ducks in this one. He stopped 34 out of 35 uh, shots. And it was a good game overall. And the Ducks then, of course, had to go play Florida the next night. And uh, it was kind of interesting. You, you you saw that the Ducks uh, got off to a great start uh, right away. Again, Manson scoring, as you talked about in the last game, Eddie. But then, you know, the Ducks, after starting out good, they seemed to tire out. And then in the second period, uh, period, Florida came back, got a couple goals. And you weren't really sure how the Ducks were going to do. And then, like we talked about, Nick Ritchie, he scored again in the second period, and he scored late in the third period. And the Ducks pulled out the win in this game. You know, I didn't think that they played as well uh, as they did against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They kind of had an up-and-down game. But, uh, Eddie, the Ducks were able to pull it off. Back-to-back games, uh, Gibson and Nett this time, and they get another win on the road. And another Josh Manson goal, too. So that was pretty good to see, you know, after, you know, scoring that goal. That sweet goal he'd actually, I think a little toe drag he did in Tampa. He comes back and opens up the scoring within, like, 15 seconds of the first period. So they set the tempo on that. Um, you know, unfortunately, Florida would actually get two two goals and, you know, go ahead of the Ducks. But then Nick Ritchie, boom, he I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to take back my statement when I said before on previous shows about how we shouldn't have Nick Ritchie back. I was totally wrong, and I'm glad to see him stepping up, not taking bad penalties, and producing. I mean, I think we should all chip in and pay for his mom to to hang out the whole season and go to every game that he plays. I don't know if he stepped it up for mommy or something, but he's been playing some good hockey. He he's real physical. I love that, and he's he's scoring goals and putting up numbers, and that's exactly what the Ducks need, and that's what exactly what he's giving and and so it's, it's good to see that um so yeah this game i agree with you i, I don't think it was the, the ducks best game today or uh, that day they played better in tampa but regardless they still got the win and and you know they went two and oh so that's that's all that matters right there yeah i mean a, another strong performance in net you know you had uh, gibson this time he stopped 42 out of 44 shots and uh, like we said, uh, Richie picking it up, you know, three goals and two games. You know, he only had one uh, so far before the season. Now he's got three in the last uh, two contests. And uh, the Ducks, you know, kind of up and down game. Like we said, started out pretty good in the, in the first period and um, kind of tailed off in the second. And then were able to come back in the third. And, you know, I, I really thought that they stole that second point. I thought they would go to uh, overtime the way this game went. But, uh it was great. You know, the, the Ducks are able to pull it off and get a win in regulation again because, you know, they've, they've had a hard time getting those uh, uh, regulation or overtime uh, wins. The, the row category, as you know, uh, is big when it gets close to the end of the season. So this was another quality win. And, you know, another little bit of history, too, is uh, Manson had the second quickest goal uh, to start a game in franchise history, which, uh, of course, the fastest was Paul Correa, who did it in eight seconds back on March 9th, 1997. But that was a great start for the Ducks uh, right there. And like you said, Manson picking up the scoring uh, as the Ducks, uh, you know, still, of course, miss Fowler on the blue line as well. And uh, just overall, 
like we said, up and down game. The the Ducks did great in the faceoff circle, and that was probably a, a big key in this game. Uh, unfortunately, still the shots didn't go their way, but uh, Ducks were able to get it done. They got back to back wins, and then they continued the road trip, and they went into uh, Carolina. And, and man, Eddie, uh, if you watch the first period of this game. Holy cow, you would have thought the Ducks were going to get blown out of the building. I mean, they gave up 21 shots in the first period. Gibson was going bonkers in this game, making crazy saves. And I remember posting some of the videos of, of some of those saves in the first period. And then, of course, Carolina scores with about a minute to go. But a wild, wild game. And it, it really looked like Carolina was going to win. The Ducks did kind of come back a little bit in the second period. Then they kind of had more momentum in the third period. They were getting more and more shots. And you thought, well, they're probably going to lose this one, one nothing. And nope, the Ducks end up pulling off a win in this one. Pontus Aber gets a goal. And then uh, Ryan gets off in overtime. The Ducks won this game. Uh, a terrible beginning, Eddie, to this game. But the Ducks were able to play better in the second half and pull off the two points again. Oh, the first period stressed me the hell out. I was like... Oh my God! It, it just it looks bad. Twenty one shots on goal to the Ducks six. The Ducks look flat. They they just it's like come on. I was just really just getting pissed off thinking I'm gonna have to see another Carolina overzealous celebration. I'm like no, oh, come on. Let's you love do those. Something. You love those celebrations. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> no way. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. It just and then you know Carolina gets on the board. And it just oh, – it looks like it's going to go downhill for the Ducks. And it looks like, okay, this game is going to get bad. And I'm rarely um, negative about the team. But after that first period, I was like, oh, I felt like – part of me just felt like just shutting the game off and playing my Spider-Man game I've been, I just got. Because I was just like, oh, I don't want to be disappointed. But, you know, you know, come second period, they started playing better. Third period, they stepped it up. They actually outshot Carolina 14-8 to in that third period. And they controlled most of the game. And it was good. And – the unsung hero, uh, POTUS Auburn, ends up scoring and his seventh goal of the season and lifts the Ducks up. And it, it was it was good to see that. The Ducks tied it up. And everyone went crazy. Uh, overtime comes in and, you know, exactly why he has that C on his jersey. He led by example. You gave him the puck and Getzloff got us to win. And it was just a beautiful goal. I, I watched that replay over and over and over again. It was just amazing. So I'm glad we actually stole a win from Carolina because there's no way in hell that we probably deserve that win after the first period of that game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> another game where, you know, obviously John Gibson saved the ducks, but this one, I think more so than some of the games we've seen. I mean, that first period was just stupid the way that the ducks had played. I, I thought they were going to get blown out and luckily they battled back in the second period. And then they, they seemed to gain momentum in the third and do what they had to and, and pull it out. But uh, a lot of a lot of things going on, too, in this game. You had uh, – this was the uh, Ducks' 400th regular season road victory. Uh, you talked about Getzloff's uh, overtime goal. That's his ninth overtime goal, which is a franchise record he leads for the team. Uh, at this point in time, Aberg and Getzloff both were tied with seven goals for the team. And you had Henrique uh, with a four-game uh, point streak. So, you know, a lot of good things going on. Obviously, the Ducks also on a three-game winning streak. They started the season on a three-game winning streak. And something that maybe some people didn't know in this game, Eddie, is that those uh, alternate jerseys that Carolina was wearing, they were 4-0-0 zero, zero wearing them. So this was the first time that they lost uh, wearing those new jerseys, Eddie. 
Oh yeah, I, I heard them talking about that. In my mind, I was like, oh well, you know, they're about you know they're about to get their first loss in those jerseys. And the first period, I'm like, oh, I probably jinxed the Ducks. I shouldn't be talking crap, even though I was by myself watching the game. I'm like, oh, the hockey gods heard me and they're punishing me now. But you know, I like I said, Carolina deserved to win that game. We had no business winning that, but I'm glad that you know, I'm just glad that we ever like everyone stepped up in the third period and came to play. And I mean. That's no way to play hockey. You shouldn't play hockey just 20 minutes. It should be a 60-minute game. But, I mean, in third period, they played a full, you know, 20-minute game there. They they got uh, they scored and got it tied. And then overtime, it just whew, gets off scored. And it, that was just it. And I'm pretty sure Carolina and their fans are probably pissed off because they should have had that win. They should have been doing a stupid celebration. But, you know, it's good to see the Ducks get that win. And I, I only hoped – I only wish that – the Ducks would have been centerized doing stupid celebrations too in Carolina. That would have been funny to see. <laughs> well, you know, another thing that helped the Ducks in this game too, Eddie, is we finally saw Hampus Lindholm return to the lineup. You know, he uh, had been on the IR for a little bit. He got activated. He played in this game and he had a big impact. You know, he played uh, 26 uh, minutes, you know, only second to Montour on the blue line there. Um, he had an assist. He was uh, plus uh, minus of plus one, uh, three shots on goal. He had a couple hits, a couple blocks. You know, I mean, he was all over the ice. I mean, he, he played great. He, and you also saw him on the power play. And then he played almost five minutes of uh, shorthanded hockey as well. So, you know, the Ducks missed Lindholm on the blue line. Uh, in the first period, it didn't look like it. But the Ducks kind of settled things down and got things going after the, you know, the first 20 minutes or so of the game. And that was huge. Uh, I, I think uh, maybe he was a little rusty in the beginning, but, uh, you know, he helped out, uh, like we said, uh, you know, getting an assist there, uh, a big assist in this game, obviously, uh, to help the Ducks win. And uh, I think that was one of the best news that, you know, everyone could expect right before the game. So that was a positive. And, uh, you know, the Ducks also had uh, Ben Street. They placed him on waivers again. He did clear him, but uh, the, he stayed with the team. He didn't end up going to San Diego. And when they brought up Lindholm, they had to have uh, Costello go back down to San Diego. So those were some of the moves that had happened during this uh, this busy day, uh, you know, as the Ducks uh, took on Carolina. And then, uh, you know, the Ducks had one more game. And if you didn't think the road trip was, was cra- crazy enough, uh, you know, this game against Washington, holy smokes. Uh I don't know. I, you know, that Carolina start was bad. Well, the start against Washington was terrible uh, in, in this game. I mean, they gave up a goal in the first 41 seconds. Uh, backs from scoring. Uh, they gave up another goal a couple of minutes later. Uh, Getzoff did come back. Uh, but then Tom Wilson scored. And, and the Ducks were down, you know, 3-1 to one already in the first period in this game. And Washington, same thing. Another speedy team. Another team that's, of course, up there to try to go deep in the playoffs and, and, and try and get another cup. And, and they just blew the Ducks out of the water in the first period. And in the second period, the same thing happened. They scored a couple more goals. And next thing you knew, it was 5-1. to one. And, of course, I saw the comments, too, uh, just like we talked about before going into the Tampa Bay game. Once it was 5-1, to one, people were talking about turning off the TV. You know, this thing is over. And forget about it. And what happens? The Ducks get two goals quickly after it's five to one. They make it five to three before they go into the third period. And uh, <laughs> the Ducks pull this out, Eddie. I mean, um, Aberg gets a couple goals. Lindholm gets a goal. And 
this was the craziest game uh, of the whole trip. And they end up winning this one six to five after being down five to one, Eddie. I mean, talk about momentum. You're already on a three game winning streak. You're in Washington. The Capitals have a seven game winning streak. You basically get your ass kicked early on and get down five to one halfway through this game. And then you turn around and beat the Capitals in their own house. I mean, what a huge momentum win. Oh, yeah. It was unfortunate. I, I, I didn't watch the full game. I watched the second half of it. My buddy was dealing with some personal issues. So I, I was, you know, being a, a good friend that I am with him. But we, uh, we ended up having lunch at Shogun's. And I saw TVs. I was like, hey, put the Ducks game on. They turned it on. And I instantly saw a five to one score. I'm like, oh, man, no. I was like, you know what, uh, server? A bottle of sake, please. Sake it to me. <laughs> let, me drink, let me drink my problems away along with him. But no, uh, I, I turned it on, and I want to, you know, and you're welcome, Ducks fans, because when I turned it on, boom, we ended up getting a, a goal, and then we got another goal, and another goal, and another goal, and ended up coming back and winning. Aberg, holy crap. Thank you, Edmonton. I will send you a Christmas card and a gift card. <laughs> Thank you for, for giving them to us for nothing. And I guarantee you that Nashville and Edmonton both wish they had Aberg the way he's playing right now. Uh, this guy is flying. His confidence is up, and he's playing. He's playing hockey, and he's it, it's you know produce. He's producing. He's coming a real threat. And I mean, the Ducks got him for free. I mean, how how big of a bargain is that? Uh, I, I said, uh, I guess one man's quote unquote trash, not saying he's trash, but one man's trash, another man's treasure. Uh, he's sure, you know, bringing it to the ducks and giving us, you know, like Aber, he, I think he, yeah, he leads a team in goals too. Who would have thought that that's, that's crazy. And you see him with the puck. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's dangerous and it's really good to see him transition that and produce. And then, uh, Lindholm scoring too. I mean, that was pretty cool to see he had the, that assist his first game back and he gets a goal today. So that's consecutive games for him. And that brings me to Tina's question. She was asking about uh, if we get Eves, uh, if we get Eves, Perry, or Fowler back, we get more goals on the board. And absolutely, I mean, we got Lindholm back, and he's just opening up chances for people. He's producing. He has two points already, and, and he's that much, you know, of a, of a threat. And once we get Fowler, Perry, and Eves back, I mean, it's going to be that much better, and they're going to have that much more threat, especially Perry. I mean, you know, people rag on Perry and myself included because he's not producing to what he's capable of and what his contract is. But he gets in those dirty areas and he creates a lot of, you know, he just creates a lot of chaos for the other team's goalie. And he might not always score, but he creates that chance for other people to score. And I mean, he's just, you know, and, and that's still good. So, yeah, to answer that question, definitely, if we get any of those players back, uh, you can see production and goals increase. Yeah, and I mean that was another fan question we had too from Braden. He asked, you know, how are the Ducks going to try and improve their offense? And yeah, I mean you're looking at Aberg right now leading the team with nine goals, which is just ridiculously stupid. Uh, nobody pr- could probably predict that when that you know he got picked up. Everyone was like, oh yeah, it's a good pickup and whatnot. Now we're sitting here going, holy crap, this was an awesome move. And he's coming out there, like you said, he's come to play. And, um, you know, he's played all over the place in the lineup, too. He's played on the fourth line. He's played on the first line. Second, I think he's played on every line. Um, but I, I liked what I saw with him playing up there, uh, you know, on the on the one and two lines more often. I think he should stay up in the top six as opposed to the bottom six, uh, the way he's playing right now. And uh, I think the other part of this, too, is Nick Ritchie. Uh, you look at what he's done this week. As you talked about, going towards the net has been a problem for the Ducks uh, trying to get more offense. They've been trying to do things from the perimeter. 
and having Richie in there getting into those dirty areas and getting those deflection goals and, you know, creating some havoc in front of the net. I, I think the Ducks missed that as well. So those are some of the things that the Ducks need to do uh, to get things going. Obviously, we all know they got to get more shots on that. That's just common sense. We've been talking about that all season. That's a no-brainer. But it's not just getting the number of shots on that. It's the way that they get the shots on that. And I, I like some of the things I saw on this road trip. Obviously, some of the games – they weren't the full 60-minute effort that the Ducks could do, uh, especially like we said in Florida and Carolina. But the things that I saw in Tampa Bay and Washington, uh, you know, or at least the second half of the Washington game, uh, you know, are, are things that they need to do. Getting in those dirty areas, getting those deflections, getting those rebounds. And I thought, you know, the Washington game, I thought the Ducks were a little bit unlucky in that game too. Even though they won 6-5, to five, I, I really thought that they could have won by more because um, Washington had a couple goals that were just lucky deflections. And Gibson got pulled in that game, which wasn't necessarily his fault. The uh, The second goal in that game was a complete deflection off a of skate, you know, and I just uh, I, I like the move like you and I have talked about before. We thought Miller should play in more games or if at some point um, a game seemed to get out of hand, which it, it seemed to get out of hand in the uh, Washington game. And, you know, you have to give Carla a little bit of credit. I know everybody doesn't, you know, uh, favor him too much still, but he did put in Miller and change the momentum, I thought, a little bit uh, in this game, which is something that we had talked about is trying to get uh, Miller in some of these games, or at least if something's going wrong, whether it's Gibson's fault or not, to give Gibson a break. So that worked out too as well. So the big thing, I guess, we're kind of already going into it, but we had a, a fan poll question last week that we talked about with Carlisle and whatnot, and we're not going to focus too much on him. You've heard us beat that dead horse for the last couple of weeks on the show, but we're going to focus more on this team now. Uh, you know, this week they uh, ended up in second place right now. They were actually in first at a couple of moments throughout this week uh, as Calgary was in action and they would win and, and go back in first. But we talked about the Ducks and the poll question did come out before the Washington game. So maybe the numbers would have been changed a little bit, but we asked whether or not you guys thought that they would be a contender or a pretender. And it was a close vote. Uh, it was 55% said contender, 45% said pretender. And, you know, a lot of guys uh, commented that they'd be a pretender. A lot of people think that the Ducks can make the playoffs, but they just don't think that they have enough offensive firepower to, you know, keep it going uh, to where they can, um, you know, sustain a long cup run. So, what do you think, Eddie, uh, as far as, you know, this, especially after these last four games, crazy as they have been, the Ducks have won four of the games. Obviously, they haven't played their best in all of them. But do you think that they're a serious team? I mean, they're up there battling it out now for first in the Pacific Division. But what do you think as, uh, as the way the season's gone so far? We're kind of a quarter of a way uh, into the season. You, you think they're, you know, serious team that uh, can do some damage or, or you think they're going to maybe fall apart at the end? Oh, I, I always said it. I, I think they're a contender and they'll make the playoffs. No doubt about it. It's just seeing how far they're going to go in the playoffs. I, I still think things need to change and ducks need to get better. And if, if they play to their potential, which you saw today, uh, Sunday in Washington, I mean, after that, they just, they were resilient. They came out a different team. I, at first I was like, who is this team? Like, where have you been all season? If they played like that every single game, 
I mean, we wouldn't even be fluctuating between first and second in the Pacific Division. We'd be number one by uh, by a mile. And I think the Ducks just don't play like that all the time. You know, I'm not going to beat a dead you know duck like I always say, but I mean, I think coaching is still a problem, and I'll, I'm still going to stand on my ground with not having him as a coach. But I mean, I think the Ducks have a lot of potential, and they're missing still some key players. But what I saw in Washington today, like. They did not give up, and they could have just rolled over and let Washington walk all over them and easily get that five to one. Maybe you know a few more goals they've scored, but they didn't. They kept they kept going, and they proved that you know they're dangerous. And I, I wish I can see that every single game. If they played every single game like that it, with that resiliency, you'll start seeing the shots uh, for the Ducks increase and the shots against you know decrease. And you know, at some teams, they'll just blow out some teams and and win. Uh, I always said, like I said, you know, they'll make the playoffs as far as, as, you know, being a Stanley Cup contender and making the Cup final. I mean, there's still changes that need to happen for the Ducks to do that. And I hopefully uh, changes happen quick and, and they can do that. I mean, who wouldn't want the Ducks to win the Stanley Cup this, this year? I sure as hell want it. I, I would lose my mind if that happened. But, I mean, there's still things that need to be worked on. But I, I like the trend. I like the streak that we're on. It's really good. We beat some key teams, uh, Tampa Bay and Washington, uh, that probably boosts your confidence, especially uh, that Friday Carolina game. We stole a win, and I'm pretty, you know, I'm not sure if the Ducks are kind of like, oh, we didn't play well, but coming back from uh, down 5-1, to one, I mean, their confidence, their heads are probably big right now. And, you know, watch out Chicago. I mean, I mean, the Ducks are kind of on fire right now, so Chicago's probably going to get burned. Yeah, I mean, the Ducks do have a big road trip coming up. You know, they're going to play Chicago. They're going to see uh, Carolina again. Uh, so that'll wrap up the uh, the one-on-one, you know, two-game uh, series that they have with the Eastern teams. And, of course, they have New Jersey and then Dallas as well. So they have four home games coming up here. Ducks are sitting, you know, just outside of first place. Uh, you know, for me, when I look at this contender, pretender, where are they at, I have mixed emotions. I, I really think – that during this regular season, I think the Ducks could actually still win this division um, with the way things have been going and whatnot. But I know you're out there. You're probably rolling your eyes at that comment because the Ducks have won the division so many times in the last couple of years. And as the fans know, that hasn't translated into much in the playoffs. The Ducks have really not gone that far in the playoffs um, for most of those uh, last four or five seasons, they've usually been getting knocked out pretty early. They've had a couple long runs, but still they can't quite get over the hump uh, past the uh, Western conference final into the Stanley cup final. So I think during the regular season, they can do it. I think if they get the guys back healthy, uh, like we said, Fowler, which there's still no update yet. He had a surgery. It went well. The timeline that I've seen from similar players with injuries is one to two months, but nothing official from the team. So, but he's out. Obviously, uh, Perry's the other one that we're looking to see. He's supposed to be back in about a month or two as well. So you have them two and you have Eves. I mean, if the Ducks can get these guys back, um, you, you know, things can go well. I think they can continue on a hot streak. They're, they're playing well uh, enough in the beginning of December. And I think that that will translate into the Ducks at least making a playoff spot. Now, whether or not they go far in the playoffs is still early in the season, but that's where I do think they're still a pretender. I, I think 
with the stats that they have right now, they're still the second lowest scoring team in the league. They're only averaging uh, 2.34 goals per game, which the only other team worse is, is our favorite team, the Kings. So, you know, they're not they're not getting enough goals as we talked about. And they're giving up uh, 2.75 against, which isn't terrible, but it's close to the three-goal mark. So a, a big thing for the Ducks is the offense. I mean, you've got Miller and Gibson in net. I, I don't think there's arguably a better pair really in net right now. I mean, they've, they've been doing everything that they can to you know win these games or keep the Ducks in these games, and and they've been leaning on them heavily. So for me, I, I, I'm still looking good at this season for the Ducks. I think that they can do it. I think the biggest thing is they got to get more people scoring. I mean, we did see Raquel finally get a goal. Um, you know, we saw Richie get three in the last couple games, and that's what they're going to need. They're going to need some more balanced scoring, and they're going to need some more net front presence. And obviously, they missed that with Perry being out, but certain guys are going to have to pick that up, as we talked about earlier. We're seeing Richie do that. We're seeing Aberg get in and around the net. We're seeing even Getzoff shoot the puck more. I mean, who, who thought Getzoff would be, you know, one of the leading scorers? Usually, he he's up there in goals, but, you know, he usually gets a lot more assists. And I think him taking on that role because you know every game we go to it's always like or even when you're watching at home I, I always have people telling me you know he needs to shoot it shoot it and uh, he's been doing that though more lately we saw that I mean he had the game winner in overtime this week so he's been doing some good things as well so that, that's what I'm looking for is the Ducks if they can you know get more balanced scoring um especially from the fourth line too. You saw some of that this week as well. Uh, I liked what I was seeing uh, from them. And I think if the Ducks can do that, they can be a serious contender. I don't, I don't think they're quite there yet. But uh, for me, Eddie, I think they're trending in the right direction. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, they're trending in the right direction, uh, especially this road trip. It, it was really good. Uh, uh, besides uh, Nashville, screw them though, who cares? But uh, they beat some key teams. They came back from uh, an almost an atrocity of a game today. And I, I, I like where they're going. If, if we can fine-tune some things and fix what we need to be fixed and, and don't go from the second lowest scoring team in the league and somewhere in the middle, if not like at the top, then, yeah, I mean, this team could be dangerous and we can do some damage in the playoffs. Uh, Gibson's playing out of his freaking mind, and I can't believe it. And he, he's an all-star goalie. And, you know, I really hope that we can vote him in as one of the captains for the Pacific Division because I think he deserves that. And, you know, I think he's one of the best players in the Pacific Division, the way he's he's handled himself and pretty much carried team and stole games that we shouldn't have won. So, yeah, I mean, just some fine-tuning and we'll be set. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. I mean, I like I said, they're trending in the right direction. I'd like to see him also play 60-minute game. I mean, I think that they did that pretty well in the game against Tampa. Florida and Carolina, uh, you know, kind of up and down. And then obviously, uh, you know, they, they started off poorly in Washington and then were able to rally, which is a huge momentum game, especially against a high-powered offense like the Capitals. So that's some of the stuff that they need to do. They need to get a little bit more consistent, a little bit more uh, net presence as well, trying to get those goals as we talked about. And then, you know, special teams play has is, is kind of been an issue for them too. You know, they're trying to get that power play going. It's at 17.1%, which is still, you know, kind of down there in the bottom of the league. The penalty kill has been pretty good at 83%. So those are some of the things that they need to work on. But uh, I think a big thing, too, has been uh, the emergence of Aberg, Eddie. I, I, I really think uh, having him out there has helped his team. I mean, you're, you're leading the team with the nine goals, and he's been playing great. Like I said, on no matter which line he's been on. So I think a key is to keep him 
up there in the top six as well. And I, you know, this team, if they can kind of keep building off of this, you know, like I said, I, I like what I'm seeing. They've got some more big games, of course, as we talked about coming up this week. But they've been able to turn it around. Then, you know, being able to rally and get down by that many goals has been great. Obviously, you don't want them to get down by that many. But, um, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing. I, I think there's some character to this team. I think they're finally kind of starting to gel a little bit. The lines are getting a little bit more solid. You know, I know in some of these games we've actually seen the same lineup uh, and back-to-back games, which is unusual. It's, it's hard to see that. Uh, with all the injuries and everything going on. So that's another part of it. The Ducks can stay healthy and keep trending in this way. Uh, I like what I'm seeing, Eddie. Um, you still think that uh, they're a contender for the, the season, but uh, what your concern is probably still just the playoffs as much as mine, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just uh, playoffs, the, the intensity of the game is higher. I mean, those mistakes can bite you in the butt really fast in the playoffs. And you have to be on your game. You can't just – rely on one person and John Gibson to save you throughout the playoffs because teams are going to, you know, give it their all. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of teams give 110%, but playoffs comes, they're, they're cranking it up to 150%. I mean, Gibson can only do so much. Uh, unfortunately, Gibson can't score goals. I, I think he'd, he'd be great if he's scoring goals too. But, I mean, we, we like I said, we have to fine-tune things and to actually be a legitimate cup contender. Yeah, if we make the playoffs, cool, and I, I'll be happy. More hockey, more Ducks hockey, and there's always that chance of winning. But the way that we've been playing, the, and the stats don't lie. I mean, you guys see the stats. You heard uh, Mike talked about you know the stats too. Um, I, I can't see that as being a Stanley Cup championship team. Uh, so I mean, I mean, we have a few months to the playoffs, and I really hope the Ducks start trending in that right direction and start fixing those things that need to be fixed. So come playoffs time, there'll be a complete you know, a complete team and a threat and have a good chance in winning the Stanley Cup. And if we win that Stanley Cup, it's, it's going to break every Kings fan's heart because their biggest excuse is two cups. After that, I mean, that's, I mean, they're pretty much done with the excuses. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's always the battle. That's always what they're going to say. Two to one, two to one, whatever. But yeah, I think for my, you know, I, I would like to see this team kind of go with the lineup that they had in this uh, Washington game. I mean, I liked Raquel, Getzoff, and Aberg together. Obviously, the Kessler line stayed together. And then uh, Richie, Henrique, and Kasse, they they seem to do pretty well, um, you know, gelling together. And then the fourth line, Gibbons, Rowney, and Sherwood. Uh, you know, and I like the way Sherwood's been playing. Um, he's hustling up and down the ice. He's throwing his body around. It seems like uh, Rowney and Gib- Gibbons and all three of them are, you know, kind of gelling well together. And the fourth line has been a problem for the Ducks uh, throughout past seasons. You know, we've seen it before where they're just throwing players in there. They're trying to figure it out. And the fourth line is just kind of like whatever. And they're, you know, going with the top three, which obviously the top three are still the ones that you want to score more often. But I like what I'm seeing from those three guys together on the fourth line. Um, I did like seeing Costa in there too. You know, if he can come back up and play in there as well. Uh, but I think the Ducks made some right moves. I mean, they, they put street on waivers. You know, and, and sent uh, Schuster down. Kind of, kind of disappointing, I guess, for him. It was his birthday this last week, and they said, "Hey, dude, you're going down to the goals." So, that, I think that kind of sucked for him. But uh, I, I do like what I'm seeing with this, the you know defensive pairings. Obviously, Lindholm back is a huge bonus. Montour and Manson. Obviously, they just need to get Fowler back. Um, I like what I've seen from Peterson lately. He's kind of picked it up. I kind of was on him a little bit earlier in the season, some of the games, and now he's he's picking his play up too. So. To me, if um, the Ducks get back 
uh, Fowler would be huge on defense. And then, you know, we've talked about Eves and Perry. If they get back just one or the other, I, I think that'd be a big plus. But I like this forward lineup. I, I'm hoping that they stick with this, Eddie. I, I really like it. I, I Like I said, I, I wanted the Kessler line to stay together, which I think has been good. I like the way the Getzloff and the Henrique lines are right now, and I like the, the gelling on the fourth line. Yeah, same here. It just, you know, players that, that aren't supposed to be clicking are clicking. It's just – yeah, that fourth line, it, it looks good. I like it. They're fun to watch. Like you said, they throw their bodies around, and they have great chemistry, and they're, they're building off of each other, and they're making each other that much better. I mean, yeah, usually the fourth line, you get kind of nervous sometimes, like, oh, man, you're putting the fourth line out there. But I, mean, I have confidence when the fourth line's out there. Like, you know, I'm waiting to see something happen. So it, that, that's that's pretty good. And I think uh, Coach Carlisle really hit the mark on, on putting those guys together. And, it's it's showing on the ice, so it's really good to see. You know, one thing I was surprised though is uh, when they played in that Washington game. I didn't mention it when we were doing the little recap of it, Eddie, but uh, kind of disappointing to see Tom Wilson in this game. You know, he uh, got tossed earlier in the week. He probably should have been out of there, and then uh, you see Cogliano score in this game, and then Wilson cross checks him in the back into the crossbar. And I saw some fans that are pretty upset on social media about it. You know, it goes back to uh, Cogliano, you know, getting uh, the shaft, if you will, on his play. And here you are, you got uh, Wilson running around hitting people and then getting nothing. It, that one, I, it just really irritates me. I, I just can't believe he was allowed to be able to play in this game against the Ducks. I mean, obviously the Ducks win, but you say him t- uh, take that cheap shot on Cagliano and I, I that just bugged me I it just rubbed me the wrong way and of course he had the score in this game I mean of course and the Ducks got the last lap by winning but I you know I'm still not happy with player safety and I don't think a lot of people are but uh, some of these calls lately we've seen um, or I should say non-calls against some of these players or somebody getting fined instead of suspended um, that's that's one thing I think in the league that this last week uh, I wasn't really happy with Eddie and kind of irritated me. They're really in, uh, inconsistent over there. Like I don't know what's going on. They flip a coin to see if who's going to get suspended or fined, or, or I don't know what, what's going on over there. But I, I'm disappointed. I was disappointed in them after that Cogliano suspension a, a while ago, and that still pisses me off and rubs me off the wrong way. I mean, I, Tom Wilson, uh, I love his physical play. I, I'm I'm number one old school hockey, so I love the hard hitting physical game. But he crosses the line, and he just, I mean. Yeah, granted, he didn't get suspended, but, I mean, you're hitting a player from behind. It's just, come on, man. I mean, don't hurt anyone. Don't intentionally injure someone. It seems like when he goes out there, he tries to, to cross that line and intentionally injure someone. And I don't respect a player that does that. I, I, always, I always say I, I never want to see any hockey player injured. I don't care if they're a Kings player or a Preds player, Edmonton. I, I don't care who it is. I just I hate seeing players injured and, and being told they can't play the game they love. And Tom Wilson just has no regard for that. He, he just, uh, I think he's a selfish player and just plays for himself. Um, if he just would stop with the cheap shots and just keep that physicality up, because that's that's good. I mean, he's physical. He he, he he's producing points, but hitting hitting players from behind, cross checking players in the crossbar. Like, come on. I mean, it'd be better than that. Be that professional in front of the athlete name. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, that that's the frustrating part of it. But, you know, at least the Ducks did get the last laugh, and, you know, they ended up winning this game. Thank God. But uh, I guess the only other uh, thing to cover on the show uh, for this week is really the league news. There's, there wasn't really too much other than, like, we talked about Tom Wilson and the player safety and stuff like that. But I guess really the big news of the week, because, uh, you know, the Ducks were kind of involved in this too, Eddie, was the Nylander signing. 
he ended up not going anywhere. He ended up signing a deal, uh, six years, uh, over 40 mil. What did you think about that? You know, there was rumors before about Montour possibly being in there. And then, of course, Fowler went down and whatnot. There were some other teams to be rumored. Uh, what did you think? They finally pulled it off before, uh, you know, running out of time. Yeah, I guess uh, Neil Aaron took a pay cut after, uh, out of the $8 million that he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, he's still getting $6.9 million for six years. It's pretty good, and I think that's a fair contract for him. Uh, now, with the Leafs, I'm not sure. There's no stipulations with his contract either. Uh, I don't think he has a no-trade clause or anything. So I, I can see uh, him being dangled as possibility uh, a trade bait. Because they still need uh, Matthews, that's gonna probably you know get the the league maximum contract, and then Marner is probably gonna get a big uh, contract as well. I mean, it's good to see him back playing. It you know he he held out, and I mean I guess his dad's his agent. I mean he shouldn't have held out that long, especially signing a six point nine million. I, I think this deal should have been done weeks ago and, and got him back. But I mean it, it's fair for him. It's gonna put some uh, struggle and some worrisome and the maple leaves because they're they're you know their cap space is kind of to the top but yeah i mean i like it I, I i i like seeing you know i like the way he plays and seeing what he brings um if the if the maple leaves want to trade him for someone i mean we can take him uh, the ducks i, I would love to see him in a ducks uniform i just love his style uh we'll, we'll give him a seven round draft pick i mean that that'd be cool <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good for Toronto. It's good for the game to have a player back. So, and and they got it pretty much done down to the wire. And I think he used that to his advantage to kind of squeeze the money that he he want. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see a player sitting out. That's never a fun situation. You know, the Ducks almost had that happen with Richie. I mean, obviously that got addressed, and now he's getting back to where you know a lot of people wanted him uh, when he first came into the league too. So. Uh, I'm happy it worked out. I mean, of course, the Ducks didn't end up making the trade or anything like that. And I, I don't know if the Ducks will make a trade coming up here. You know, we've talked about it before on some of the shows. If that was an answer to trying to prove the offense and uh, whether or not they would do it. I mean, they have the cap space, like we said, with Perry on the LTIR. But then the problem is, is when he comes back, what are you going to do? So uh, I think Murray is going to try and ride out what's going on right now. And, you know, at least for the month of December into the month of January and then kind of see where they're at and see when the trade deadline comes up, if there's something he needs to do and, and see if Perry is indeed ready, uh, you know, around that time, like he's supposed to be. So I don't really see the Ducks doing too many moves. I know this was the one player that everybody was talking about was the big rumor with Nylander. And of course, you know, I mean, it, who knows? Could it ever happen down the road? Of course, we've seen that happen where the player signs a big contract and then he does eventually get traded. But as of right now, I don't see the Ducks doing too much, um, you know, to try and you know shake anything up, at least in the next month or so. I, I think they're going to try and fill it out and go from there. And it's kind of interesting, Eddie, because, you know, a lot of people weren't necessarily uh, happy with Murray. And some of the things that have been going on. But, uh, you know, for me, I think it's par as the course right now. And they're going to, you know, hang in there. Um, you know, I, I'd be surprised if something happened. But, you know, we did see something happen this week in the league. We saw Hextall get the uh, axe, Eddie. That was a little bit of a surprise to me. What did you think about that? Yeah, I was surprised too. And then apparently it was a, a surprise to him. Yeah, he said uh, he didn't see it coming. He walked in. And 20 seconds later, he walks out and he's unemployed. So that was, that was kind of, that was kind of weird to see. I like him. He's, he's he's one of my favorite goalies growing up. You know, he scored that first goal, you know, or a couple goals too. 
I like this style, but it, yeah, that's that's just kind of kind of strange and just, it's surprising. But I mean, Philadelphia is not doing too well, driving their uh, goalie issues of being injured, so they had to shake something up. So I mean, it, it sucks for him, unfortunately. But I, you know, I, I'm sure he'll he won't be unemployed, you know, that long. He'll he'll probably get, you know, another position somewhere else. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a big shocker. Uh, some other league news too, Mike. Um, uh, I was talking about Kovalchuk before the season started, how the Kings like overpaid and oversigned him. Well, I guess the new coach doesn't really, I guess, I don't know, they're having difficulties or something, but he got demoted to the fourth line for a few games. And then unfortunately he got injured and he's out for four weeks. But I mean, that, that's kind of a blow, you know, signing that guy for that 6 million plus contract to play on the fourth line. So that, that was kind of, that was kind of sad to see. And then also, uh, uh, Forsberg from Nashville, he's, he's out four to six weeks, so that's a blow to them. They lost one of their best offensive threats. So I mean, I mean, I wish both these players a speedy recovery, but it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how this, you know, especially Nashville, does without them. And then one more, uh, one more, not league news, but like important news that I wanted to talk about. I played goalie today in a championship game, and we won three to two, my first goalie championship. So I think that's worth noting and, and saying on the show. So you can edit it out if you want. But. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you were you were talking about that. Uh, that's that's why we kind of had to record the show a little bit later. I'm like, hey man, you go, dude. I mean, that's fantastic. I got to see this beer mug too because you know the way some of these games have been going lately. I've been having to have a you know a couple here and there. Uh, as you all know, usually when uh, the Ducks go into the playoffs. Uh, we have a different beer that we pick, and that's the one that we drink, and we've kind of done it for the last several seasons. Uh, obviously, whichever beer we've picked hasn't worked, so I don't know if I should start going to shots or mixed drinks instead, but uh, I might have to change it up. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely uh, congrats on that. I got to see this uh, this beer mug as well, and um, we'll definitely get uh, in, a, in a game coming up here soon as well. And, you know, the other thing we're doing too is um, – uh, we're giving away game tickets as well if you're a Patreon member. So uh, we gave uh, two tickets away to Martha for this upcoming uh, game against Chicago this week. So if you want to get in on that, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ducks and pucks. We're giving away tickets every month, at least to one game to a Patreon member. Um, we're also going to have a watch party coming up at El Ranchito in Orange on December 27th. So we're finally, I know, finally we're getting that going too. I know, it, you know, it's just been my schedule and my and real job, unfortunately, you know, that actually pays the bills is, uh, you know, it's just been tough. <laughs> so we're going to finally have that going. So, you know, hopefully the Ducks will keep rolling on this road trip or uh, excuse me, on the home trip and then go on the road and, and start rolling. But we've got some of those things to look forward to that are coming up here and the next couple of weeks. And obviously, of course, Christmas is coming up as well. But, uh, I, you know, I'm looking for this team to do uh, keep on rolling. I, I think they can beat Chicago and then take out Carolina again. Uh, they got New Jersey coming to town and Dallas as well. Like we said, a four-game road trip coming up. We probably will try and do a show after that. But I, I like what I'm seeing, you know. And um, I, I think, you know, the Ducks keep rolling, keep playing. You know, we did have one last, I guess, uh, fan question I just – uh, forgot a little bit earlier in the show, but we'll go over too real quick is, uh, you know, whether or not the Ducks, we talked about trying to win the playoffs or win the Pacific and, and going to playoffs and whatnot, or if they should try to lose. And, you know, uh, that was a question we got from George. And, you know, I think the thing is, is that they just need to keep gelling and, and trying to play and win. I, I don't want them to tank for Hughes or lose for Hughes, as people are saying and whatnot like that. I, I think that the way that they're going, if they can play consistently, 
I like to see them keep going on and carry forward, you know, especially in this month of December where the Ducks usually do play better. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Eddie, but you know, I don't, I don't like seeing a team ever try to tank uh, for any reason, especially now it's, it's way too early in the season for that. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't waste my time. I mean, I, I, I do a lot throughout the week and I'm tired and sometimes I don't want to watch the game because I'm just so tired, but I love hockey. So I don't want to watch it. And I mean, I would hate for any team, you know, especially, you know, the ducks team. I watch a lot, like every game just in- intentionally lose If they had that mentality, I mean, just let the fans know, so we don't waste our time. Um, no, I, I think the Kings are on the lock to get Hughes. So, I mean, congratulations to them on that. <laughs> but, no, I mean, this is a competitive sport. And I'm a competitive person. And I, I watched a team to win. I mean, for, you know, it, it's not going to happen. But I, every game, every season that comes up, I expect the Ducks to go 82-0, and 0, which I know it's impossible. It's never going to happen. But that's my mentality. Like, I, every game we play – I mean, it's a potential to win, and I have that, you know, like, yeah, they're going to win. Even when they play Tampa, some people were like, oh, no, they're going to lose. And I had that that fate, like, oh, no, you know what? We got this, a new game, a, a brand new 60 minutes. Let's go out there and, and go hard. So, I mean, tanking and, and people that say tanking, I mean, I mean, my, my question is, like, what's going on with you? Like, you want your team to intentionally lose. That's just, man, that, that's like me screaming to my bills, like, hey, increase my, my balances and make me pay more. I mean, I mean, that's how I see it. I never want a team to lose, and I, I, you know, I don't care what the prospect is. It just, you know, I, I watch the game for to watch a team win, not for them to lose. No, and I, and I agree a hundred percent. I mean, even like these games, I felt like that Carolina game. You know, uh, after the first period, I was like, what the F is going on in this game? And then in the second period, when I saw them starting to play a little bit better, it was weird. I, you know, I, I told my wife, I go, you know what? I think they're actually going to win this game. And she looked at me like I'm all crazy, you know, halfway through the game. And I'm like, no, I'm like, they're slowing them down. They're playing better. I, I think they could pull this off, you know, and then they ended up doing it. And, uh, you know, the Washington game, I, I kind of had that weird feeling, too. I mean, yeah, they were down five to one. Uh, we've seen the Ducks be involved in some wild, wild games with the Capitals before. And I'm like, you know what? I think, you know, we'll see what happens. They got those two quick goals. It was five to three going to the third. I'm like, you know what? I think they can at least tie this game up. And then they ended up winning that one, too. So, I, you know, I like I said, I think the Ducks still are a contender for the Pacific Division. I think the division is very weak, obviously. Uh, like you said, the Kings are in the bottom. Uh, Vancouver and Arizona have had their issues. Uh, Vegas has been surprisingly uh, weak uh, this uh, season, which people didn't expect. Edmonton's been kind of up and down. Uh, you know, the only team that's that's you know doing pretty good right now, uh, I would say, is Calgary. I mean, they're you know six three and one, and obviously they're in first place. Uh, Vegas has turned it around a little bit. They've won seven of their last ten. But I mean, if you look overall, there's a lot of inconsistent play in the Pacific Division. I think the Wild Wild West is wide open. So. I think the Ducks have a great chance to end up in first, second, or third in the Pacific Division. It's really just a matter of what are they going to do uh, come playoff time. And and I think that's the big question for us, if they can get over that hump. And if they get healthy and whatnot, I, I like to see what they can do. And I definitely don't want to see them try to lose any games and, and you know look towards the, you know, the draft or anything like that. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this team to keep on going, uh, especially with the momentum we've had uh, lately. And you should be pretty happy. I mean, you know, they're on a four-game winning streak. Yeah, they're not playing perfect. Perfect, but I mean, anytime you can win some of these games uh, after having some poor starts, uh, you know, it's amazing, especially this game against Washington. I hope this momentum carries the Ducks into this uh, homestand with these four games. And uh, like you said, uh, we'll have a show probably maybe after the homestand. 
I'm trying to have one every week or so. We'll have another uh, fan poll uh, question that will come up within the week. And we just appreciate the support. And let's go Ducks.